Right, cheers. Three, two, one. Cheers, Shot time. Cheers. Tequila time. Cheers. You and your nasty tequila. Oh. I mean, it's warm, but it is real warm. It's warm. Next time, shake that over ice, bud. Ooh. Ooh. Bro, it's so gross. Okay. Ooh, that well, Sprite, though, is... <laughs> refreshing at the end, isn't it? <laughs> Bubbles in my throat. <laughs> Hold on, I literally want to do the intro, but it's actually a little hard to breathe because it's caught up in my chest. Yeah, yeah, I did that. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> The funny thing about G-Rex is, <laughs> when she laughs really hard, it's quiet in the audio, but we can see her laughing, but our audience can't hear her, so it's sometimes funny. All right, we'll get professional now. Yeah, we, we're, we're so professional. <laughs> I feel like we got in trouble. The producer <laughs> left the room and closed the door, and I feel like I've, I've done something wrong with my tequila shot. All right, ready? Oh, this is even more awkward. <laughs> Bro, that is a bad angle, dude. Real bad angle. Yeah, there chin, chin up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chin up. Chin up, please. So I can see your balls. <laughs> so what was his name? Brizzle? Bizzle. Bizzle. So we've got G-Rex, Dirty Bizzle Skittles, Baseman. I have to remember to say Baseman. And Bizzle. Okay. On this week's episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads, we are joined today by Baseman. Baseman is going to talk a little bit about his personal struggles with ADHD. And G-Rex and I will try to find humor in your pain, Baseman. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to maybe, I don't know, give a little intro, tell people a little bit about yourself? A little bit about me. Um, let's see. I'm a father. I'm friends with your producer. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I play music. I am currently unemployed, if that is worth sharing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just just got laid off a little while ago. Uh. So taking the time to uh, spend time with my son and also doing some coursework, like online courses and stuff to kind of better myself, make myself more, you know, ready to get back out there. So. Nice. It, it's actually been a blessing in disguise in that regard. That's actually pretty, pretty close to home right now. The layoffs. We we work in a in a company that just went through a round of layoffs, and so some of our friends were directly affected. So we know a couple of people that are out there that may find this episode because of that. Pretty pretty interesting to hear somebody on the other side of it all. But so that's cool. So you're taking time now. Blessing disguise. Better bettering yourself. For what's next? Do you have anything on the horizon that you're thinking, oh, maybe I'll try something completely new? Or do you think you'll kind of keep going down the path you were on? Well, I, I had already made a career switch like the year before. Like I had been uh, doing the grind for like 15 years doing like retail management, all that jazz. And uh, then finally decided, you know, I you know, life circumstances and stuff. It wasn't working for me and I wanted to do something better. So I actually, your producer helped me 
transitioned into a software job. And so that was amazing. Um, yeah. And then I did that for a little over a year and then the layoff came. And so now I'm, I'm still new to the field. So I, I definitely could use more education. So that's what I'm taking care of now. Nice. Yeah. God love you for doing retail management because that's Oof. just as bad as being uh, in the food industry. That is tough work. Yeah. Really tough work. And you did it for 15 years? Yeah. Wow. And you didn't punch anybody in the face? I got punched one time. <gasps> you did not. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No. no. Uh, did you really? <laughs> I can't tell. No, no, I, I'm serious. Yeah. No, there was somebody that was, I was uh, managing a convenience store at one point, and uh, this guy was like picking up four cases of beer and just walking out. And uh, I was like, hey, man, you going to pay for that? And he threw them on the ground and came at me. Whoa. And he, de he decked me. And then the, the uh, like, I, I was able to, like, back away. I'm not really a fighter. I'm kind of a, kind of a wuss, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a pacifist. But, yeah, I backed away. And then my coworkers at that point came in and, like, he, he ran out the store and, uh, they actually ended up catching him a couple couple minutes later. The police caught him because the people he was riding with, they stalled their car. They had stolen a uh, <laughs> brand new Mustang from somebody the Ooh, night before. And they, were they were driving a stolen car mm. and it was like a car full of people who were like high on drugs and out on a joyride that day. So. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess maybe I got lucky. I don't know. I mean. Way lucky. Yeah, I guess depending on which end you want to look at. <laughs> Yeah. As but, you were telling me that story, I just watched Super Bad, and all I could see was the scene where McLovin goes to buy the beer, and the robber comes in and just decks him in the face, and then the cops keep rewatching re the surveillance footage. I haven't seen that, but that uh, that sounds like what happened. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. All right, so you did that for fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. A grind every day, and then you switch. Yeah, and. And yeah, and uh, well, like, yeah, I was like managing convenience stores. I at one point I was working for Whole Foods. I managed like the front end of a Whole Foods for a while, and uh, and then I was working in auto parts for like seven years, and it was all retail and like grocery and retail. Like then I switched for the better, working yeah. remote and mostly, and uh, I complete change from what i was used to you know i'm I'm used to working like 50 to 70 hours a week and then you know having to fill in for people constantly and complete change of pace it was amazing yeah. but you liked it you thrived off of it or did yeah. you find it no no, no I, I thrived off of it. it was so it was so good the difference was like night and day you know it was like nine to five monday through friday when you're working the retail stuff it's seven days a week and hard to have like a full life with that schedule and that, those commitments. Yeah. Just kind of becomes your life, gets in your head space. And... It does. Um, after the show, if you want to connect with me, <clears throat> I have thousands of connections on LinkedIn and I could uh, potentially help you get a job. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, that would be incredible. She does. She's like the mayor of the mayor of our LinkedIn. little industry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> My goodness. I, I know a ton of people. <laughs> no, that's that's sweet. Yeah, I appreciate it. So uh, I know 
I know you on a personal side, maybe not as well as our producer, but it's one of the things that I've heard is that you struggle a little bit with ADHD. So whatever you're comfortable talking about, I'm I'm curious. Just I think hearing... a little bit is uh, understating. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you struggle a lot with. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I feel like I'm curious how transitioning from that one workforce into a, maybe a little bit of a different paced workforce. If you had any issues with that, in terms of ADHD, yeah. Uh. No, no, because it was like, like I had clear tasks in the new career here. And like we had kind of like a nice schedule going and, you know, I was interacting with people throughout the day. So it, I don't know, with ADHD, like it's for me, like it was being on my own and having like a laundry list of things to like, especially being in management, like being on top of that I had to develop a lot of like coping mechanisms over the years to like kind of like counteract what my mind wants to do, <laughs> get distracted and like not it really it's about forgetting stuff and like losing sense of the moment and like like where that internal like schedule and protocol process of the day is going you can edit this part out I'm going to probably ask you a lot of questions. I'm actually genuine, genuinely interested in this, and yeah. I don't know much about it. Okay. So if it's like too far, just be like, yo, I don't want to No, you're fine. You're okay, fine. okay. We can say whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so coming from somebody who may not know that much, or, or maybe I just know kind of what I see in movies of ADHD, can you tell me like actually what it's like for you? Like, um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'll get like like i said distracted that's like a core part of it but like it's uh i literally having like a train of thought and focus throughout the day and like is very difficult like without taking things like supplements for like b12 or like you know i at one point i was trying out different like medications like adderall and stuff like that and it kind of worked for me but like there were side effects that i didn't like uh and like like i would get i, I like i said i play music and I found that for whatever reason, when I was taking Adderall, I was less creative and like I couldn't come up with ideas as much. My mind couldn't like do that. And maybe that's the ADHD that lets me do that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like going all over the place. But uh, yeah, the I, I'm kind of like even now I'm losing my train of thought. What were we talking about? No, you're, you're totally fine. I'm curious. You mentioned something about you developed coping mechanisms in that industry that you were in for 15 years. Like, what kind of things were coping mechanisms for you? Yeah. So I got in the habit at one, like, uh, um, when I started to get better at coping with it, I uh, did that by creating a list. Like, I'd start my day, I'd get into work, and I kind of like assess everything. And I'd get out pen and paper and I'd just start a whole list of like kind of mapping out what I was going to do that day. So that way I always had that like piece of paper with me and I, I just like looked down at it and like, okay, are we good with this? Are we good with that? And that combined with, you know, dealing with whatever came my way throughout the day. It was very helpful. Yeah. So, Basement, I have a question for you. Were you diagnosed with ADHD as a kid or later in life? later in life really it was i was an adult i was like 18 i think when it's which is sad because like i probably could have benefited from an earlier diagnosis <laughs> no it definitely affected my school um 
schooling. Like I was, I was always pretty decent at getting like good test scores and stuff like that, but like staying on top of homework and like staying focused in class and things like that, uh, it was always very challenging for me. And like, I, I mean, there's other reasons. It's not just the ADHD, like I, you know, developing good habits, you know, that's important for kids to be successful, like, like study habits and work habits. And I didn't, I didn't have those habits. So yeah, there, there was this one thing that happened my senior year. I was at risk of not graduating. Right. And it was my physics class. And my teacher called me. He asked me to stay after class. And it was like right near the end of the year. And he, he had this like serious conversation with me. And he's like, look, you've been, you've been slacking off. You're not. And he told, he showed me my grade. I was basically failing the class. Like, and he's like, I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I see you kicking that little hacky sack around. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would always like, you know, kick the hacky sack around, foot bag, whatever. And he's like, I'm going to give you extra credit because you're so good at that thing. But like, it's not going to be, professors aren't going to do this in college. You can't, you know, you're right at the finish line. So I'm going to help you out. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to do you solid. But you're you're not going to get this type of help going forward. Like anything that you're going to do, you got you got to actually put in the work. You got to focus. Like he had a whole conversation with me. But yeah, so basically I only graduated because I was good at hacky sack. <laughs> so wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. In my mind, I imagine a teacher telling you, come in after class to play me hacky sack. Is that what happened? He didn't ask me to play. He, he knew I could play. Yeah. He, he would see me like in the halls and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. No, the conversation was like, because I can do that. That's nice. He, 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 just, he just picked whatever reason. Like, he just saw that, like, I struggled. Yeah. And so he, he stepped in and he, he felt for me for whatever reason. And, like, he, he helped me out. So, yeah. Do you still play hacky sack? To this day. Really? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> No, I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love doing that. Every once in a while, like I'm not. It's not like every day, but like, yeah, I, I always got one around. Nice, very cool. Can you uh, play hacky sack to your ex with your little legs? Um, no, not with my little feet. We cannot play hacky sack. All right, okay. We don't have very good balance skills. It's not the. We size already of know the about that story. I tease her all the time because she's like four foot nothing, and so I just. Any any chance I can get to make a tiny little? I'm five joke. feet. I do not know where you got the four foot. I don't foot know. Nothing. It feels like it you're is four feet five nothing. feet. Five. <laughs> can you can you count that high? Five. Yes. She's being hyperbolic. <laughs> she is. So, basement. I have another question for you. Um, what do you do for yourself? Um, with your ADHD, do you do like any self care or self love during the day so that you're you don't get so hard on yourself? Um. Well, that's a complicated question. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'm not so hard on myself usually. Uh, I kind of haven't been doing that for a long time, which is good. And because I, I got, you know, kind of came to terms with what it, I've, I've got going on and I stopped, you know, being bothered by it. I don't want to say stop caring, but like stop being bothered by it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that goes back to like when I was younger and like 
existential stuff. Like I was, I was affected by that and other things. Like I went through a whole period of my like late teens, early twenties where I, I was like up and down, like existential. I'm sure a lot of people, yeah, you guys probably experienced that type of stuff, but like, yeah, the, the scope of everything and like seeing, you know, other people that you grew up with, you know, being successful you know, even like that high school, high school graduation thing, seeing like other people like graduating with honors and like all that stuff and then realizing you graduated because you play hacky sack. Like, nah. <laughs> like no, but like I, I knew I was um, smart and I knew I had uh, great qualities and I knew that there was more to the world. And uh, so I don't I don't beat myself up too bad. Yeah. So when you Good. got the diagnosis at 18, was it like, uh, like, oh, this makes sense now moment? Was it freeing at all? Uh, I mean, I had kind of knew that I was going to get the diagnosis. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, it was obvious. Like, I, like, for years I've been, like, all over the place. And, like, there was other stuff in play. Like, when I was younger, my parents got divorced. And, like, so, like, I was a hyper- kid getting into trouble a lot in like elementary school because like you know when you're a kid you don't know how to cope with those types of stress and that type of stress and uh don't know how to make sense of it going to your dad's house on the weekends and you know your parents fighting and stuff so yeah i dealt with that growing up yeah that's a lot that's deep um that is very deep so what helped you i guess sort of not be so hard on yourself what what prompted that change well um i think it was my environment like grow that all the growing up around all that like you kind of get you see it like you see like the effects of it was my own i guess my own observation realization whatever like seeing the effects of people getting stressed out and angry like my dad's like oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad can be an angry person and uh he can be very judgmental he can be very um He's he's sweet. Like he's 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 got like multiple sides to him, but like he's uh he grew up in like the fifties and the sixties. He's he's kind of an older dad and uh he he grew up in like upper middle class Midwest and like he has these values and he grew up around, you know, yeah. He had a father that was drinking and stuff and all the other hardships in his life and so he's he's his whole personality he was very he could get angry and so i realized that like i kept asking why why do you guys respond like this why do you do this why do I? and people couldn't give me an answer <laughs> <laughs> and that and so it kind of made me realize that like not everybody like people don't know what they're doing like like everybody's you know just kind of making do and i I I realized that at a pretty young age, which is good, and so I didn't. That kind of like molded my whole outlook on the universe and people, and like not taking people too seriously. But like I'm also respectful and empathetic, and like, but I I don't necessarily like take people's words fully to heart, and I don't I don't get angry at people very easily. Dang, that's that's growth because i don't even know that i have gotten to that point where i'm just like we're all sort of just figuring it out and like giving people the grace to do that 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty. Do, do you find impressive. that you're, when you're playing music that that's a great outlet for you? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like literally I plug in the guitar and I unplug my brain. That's the only way I can put it. <laughs> like, like it's, it's like I'm, yeah, I'm just in a different mode. Like I can't, I don't, I don't even realize it. Like I'm, I'm just like, I switch over. So it's, yeah, it's nice. Have you always been into music? Uh, well, I didn't really start playing music until I was like 11 years old. What um, was your first instrument? The cello. Oh, the cello. Wow. Yes. So I, yeah, I played the cello all through grade school and a little bit into college. So like I played a little bit in the community college and then at the university and like, yeah. It was, it was fun. Yeah, lots of years. I still have it, and uh, now my son's learning how to play. Oh, that's so, yeah. cool. so this is a, a good time. Yeah, that's awesome. So you get so, to be creative. So we, so we got two cellos in the house now, and nice. every once in a while we get together and we uh, practice. That's cool. Dang, that's really cool. That's such a great interest in, instrument to learn how to play too. It's mm. impressive. I don't play any musical instruments yet. Uh, Yet, that's true. <laughs> I do, however, own a guitar and I own a ukulele. Just pick one up. Learn. Okay, so when you learn like three songs, and then you can say you play the instrument. Ah. Just give yourself like some type of goal line. Yeah. Like, okay. And then, because then you know if your friends are ever around, you'd be like, "Hey, you want to hear a song? I can play a song." <laughs> it's got to be one of these three. <laughs> Anything you want, as long as it's one of these three. <laughs> All right, well, and I play piano all through from like the time I was five until I was about eighteen. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and now that's... and now I'm self teaching myself again. Um, I'm gonna have a lot of time on my hands. So, <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Yeah, pianos. Yeah, that's like I feel like if you learn piano, you're you're kind of like set for music theory and like understanding, you know, intervals and chords and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's very very educational. Yeah, I, I wanted to do it because um, as I'm getting older, I'm getting a little bit more arthritis in my hands. So I wanted to be able to do something with my fingers to keep the keep the, with the movement, right? So that's what I'm planning on doing. That's great. Yeah, that's cool. So how many instruments do you play? Uh, well, play, like I would say three, like cello, guitar, and bass. Yeah, electric bass. Yeah, I... Uh, I can play an upright bass, but yeah, I'm not that great at it. But, you know, having played the cello, get used to not having frets and having played the bass guitar for so many years, too, and the guitar, I get used to like the string intervals on an upright bass. So, yeah, I can play it, but nice. Yeah. Cool. So, um, I have another question. How do you approach learning a new song? Uh, if I could listen to it first, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, because I know when growing up in orchestra, we used to do this thing where we would um, sight read, which is where you would have a sheet of music put in front of you, a piece of music put in front of you that you've never seen before, maybe never heard before, and you get like one or two minutes to like look at the sheet music, and then you just play. So that was like a something we would do to practice, to get familiar with reading sheet music, and uh but for learning a song, I kind of like, I like to listen to the song and uh, hear like the whole scope of it, the shape of it and the rhythm and like what the different parts are. 
and like I, I re- like when I'm listening to music, I I do like intense listening. <laughs> like I'll I'll just like I'll I'll hear all the different instruments and like start hearing like the different parts. Being being in an orchestra helped me out with that too because like you're hearing the violins, you know, two violin sections playing different parts. Then you got the bass, the cello, and then like when we would play with the band kids, like we'd have like a full orchestra and we'd, uh, like I got familiar with like full orchestrations and like all the harmonies and all the, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Now, because you have ADHD, does that like, and this is going to sound stupid and it doesn't mean to me, but do you, um, do you do any like techniques of like closing your eyes so that you can like really focus on what you're listening to or? Yeah. 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 I do that. I close my eyes a lot. Like if it's, if it's, if it's something simple, I'll have my eyes open. But if it's, there's a lot going on, like I, I do need to close my eyes, like to listen to uh, all the parts and stuff. And like, sometimes it's fun just to listen to music and close your eyes anyway. Like, because it's like an emotional feeling that you're yeah. like if you're not listening to the technicality of it, like you're just feeling the music. Like I like to do that. So. But uh, as it relates to ADHD and learning music and understanding the parts to a song, yeah, I would do that sometimes with like the different parts. What has been your biggest lesson learned living with ADHD? Organization. Yeah, that'll get you very far. Figuring out a way to get organized and uh, habits, drilling habits down. Because then it's like muscle memory, mental memory, whatever you want to call it, like routine. Like if you can self-program those habits and routines, then it kind of counteracts the effects of stuff. Like, and you get, you just get into routine every day. Yeah. Yeah. So do you still wake up every day and like make a list of things or do you have your routine set at this point? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I make a little list right now. My, my days lately are pretty straightforward. Like I'm, cause I, I get my son ready for school in the mornings and, you know, if we got homework to do that we didn't get done the night before, we got to spend a little time doing that in the morning and take him to school. And then, uh, when I get back, you know, there might be chores if I have to, any, but like, uh, then it's, you know, I'm doing this online schooling stuff and reading as well like i read books sometimes and i like science fiction (laughs) (laughs) yeah i need to get into sci-fi i'm not a sci-fi person i don't know why i don't know why i need to try though but going back to uh closing your eyes i do that too so if i if i'm in like a deep conversation or if i'm trying to get a point across i have to i have to close my eyes i can't i visualize what i'm trying to say and I, people laugh at me all the time. They're like, you're closing your eyes. But they yeah. don't understand that that's how I can slow my brain down just enough so that I can get out what I need to say or find that tab that has that information. Yeah, it's like a fit. It's like you have like a, it's almost like internally tactile, if that makes sense. Like you like you said, like the tab or filing, like you're you're kind of putting things into focus, lifting the fog. Or like yeah. creating order out of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and and in my life there's a, a lot of chaos. That's getting it's gonna slow down here pretty soon. But um, you know, if I look back like over the last fifteen years, a lot of chaos. I call my husband choreographed chaos. It's true. <laughs> Cause he 
sometimes he has a hard time picking up a task and completing it all the way through. <laughs> I don't know that I would call it ADHD more so. I would call it he gets bored really fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when he's when he's on, he's on, and it's that's when I call it choreographed chaos because it may look like a mess or like he's doing five hundred things, but then all of a sudden there's like this beautiful finished product, and you're like, how did that come out of all of that? So. <laughs> You're welcome, Bizzle, in the living room listening. <laughs> so, Basement, can you tell me a little about a little bit about your uh, new band and the songs you're working on? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty much the youngest person. <laughs> oh, really? What's the average age? I would say uh, 45 to 55. <laughs> like, like, so it's a bunch of like middle-aged dudes playing music um yeah one of them's a doctor like yeah so it's yeah the actually the only way the reason this all came about was because one of the uh guys in the band the doctor actually is a father to another boy that's in my son's boy scout troop and that's how we connected and then we we were talking about music and stuff and he asked if i wanted to you know come out and try it out and i did and had fun yeah we, we planned it out we actually went out to this guy's house who had like a studio space and we did like a whole like rehearsal with like these songs yeah we played a red hot chili pepper song and we played comfortably numb by pink floyd we played uh what else did we play i don't know there was another song but like we were we're just starting like it literally just had one session but it's fun. It's been like 15 years since I've played with people like that. So it, I, I think I needed it. <laughs> nice. Are you going to keep up with it? Yeah. 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 Talking. Yeah. Everybody was very positive about it. So everybody liked how it was. And uh, we were thinking like maybe in the next six to eight, over the next six to eight months, like we'll learn like maybe 10 or 15 songs. Really good. Like get it tight and uh, maybe play some shows. That's yeah. cool. So that's, that would that's, be awesome. That's the plan. that would be really awesome. Yeah, so yeah, it's kind of need, kind of exciting for me. But yeah, need like help with band names. Pretty sure we can come up with a creative list. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we we uh, get one of we, those we name generators. Yeah. That you guys use. <laughs> yeah, the rapper name generator. <laughs> no, the Wu Tang name generator. Yeah. <laughs> I love your story though, and I I love how um, how open and honest you were about your ADHD and how you know music just helps you get out of your headspace, right? And in our day to day lives, we all need that. We need that one thing that helps us get out of our headspace and calms calms the world around us. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, this For is being fun. vulnerable. We appreciate you. you. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone. <laughs>